to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to On the Block. I'm E. Strick. That is my partner, Jake Bakovin, on 93.7 The Ticket. We thank you for joining us on The Block right now. We're going to talk a little bit about the Washington football team. No, oh, wait. They got a new name. <laughs> and you heard it right here on The Block before anybody heard it out there in the atmosphere. On The Block gave you the exclusive name, and that is the Washington Comet. <laughs> what commanders? Commanders, okay, yeah. <laughs> no, you can't. I don't think that's a good uh, nickname for. That's what for people them. are saying. Oh, Bob. I know. They're, 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 I mean, they're so man. They're getting trolled so hard out there right now. Many people are are talking about the new look, and the hogs are out there disgruntled right now. They no more <laughs> snorting. You know, you know. How do you you change what's going on? And if in fact what we have is countless people in Washington are just not happy with this change. Although, although people were getting quite sick and tired of having to refer to the squad as the Washington football team, they were hoping for a little something better than the Washington Commanders. Some people on Twitter are saying they should have just kept the WFT, uh, which sounds like the uh, World Federation of Tackle Football. <laughs> but instead, some XFL, some, they thought it might have been some XFL team, which then the dub that some people were out there saying that the W, the new logo W that they have, looks like Taco Tuesday taco holders. <laughs> <laughs> some people were making reference to the NFC being the Cowboys, the, the Cowboys with the Cowboys. The Giants, the big boys, the Eagles that fly high, and the clown commanders. <laughs> it's funny right there. You see all the stuff that's going on. I get it though. I can understand. You know, you got the Pentagon out there. You've got the the so you know, so you call commander in chief, which would be the president. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're in DC, but at the end of the day, it can't be helped. People are laughing and they are getting clowned. What do you think about the commanders? Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of it. It just doesn't sound uh, like like an NFL NFL franchise. Um, I, I think, that, and I and I kind of mocked them at first when they went with the Washington Football Team. That started to kind of um, to, to kind of get a you know a nice spot, I think, in in, in the NFL where you know it was different. It, it was kind of you know when it's Washington, um, you know that's the nation's capital, so maybe it should be different. So it was kind of cool. I, I kind of like that it's classic better than yeah. Just yeah. At first, I I hated the idea, but you know after it kind of came around two years. I was like, okay, that that's kind of cool. I, I can kind of stick with that. But the commanders, it, it's not, it's not just. It, the problem is, like you said, there's no, you can't call. Them, what are you going to call them? The Manders? I mean, you can't, you can't bring it down. So it's kind of a mouthful to say the commanders. Um, uh, and. You know, I, I, it just doesn't flow very well sometimes that, you know, that takes again. I think it's much better than the previous name that they had for decades, but it is it, it'll take some time to get it used to. The other thing is it just took them so long and it seemed like they were going through this whole, um, you know, years worth of studying and trying to figure out the perfect or the, the best new look. And they come out and their their uniforms look like Arizona State. They look like they yeah. belong in either, you know, an arena football league or the Pac-12 or something like that. And, um, you know. They, they they even have this uh, their uh, they have like an all black uniform that just doesn't look 
like the, like a traditional Washington uniform. I I just I think altogether this this rebranding has not gone well, and I don't know how long you expect it to stick. I mean, it's going to be a while before you get used to calling them the Commanders, that's for sure. And like I said, it, there's just no shortening of that. Usually, you kind of like to, you know, the we, commies. <laughs> that's the problem is that there are only <laughs> bad ones. So there's another one that we won't even say. But uh, like the Cornhuskers, <laughs> you don't want to say Cornhuskers all the time, so we shorten it to Huskers, right? I mean, right. this goes on across sports a lot of the time. The, the Knickerbockers, you, they're, they're, they're the Knicks. The Knicks. The Commanders, yeah. you can't stop and call them. The commies <laughs> or the manders that doesn't maybe they will end up we'll call them the manders oh man just my thing too is what is going to be the the mascot is it going to be a dude dressed up in a washington <laughs> you know with the old white top hat oh, yeah. and a wig and then you know the big shoulder pads with the with the sword and is he going to be just walking around like <laughs> i mean you you remember the movie um with um What's his name? The actor in the commander, the one that we're on the boat. Is he going to look like that? I mean, what, is, <laughs> what, what, what are you going to do with that? Right. I'll tell you something that was funny that I saw, you know, comedian John, uh, John Fugel sang, uh, Fug- Fugles sang, um, I may be killing that name. Oh, yeah. He pointed out that the team now shares with Joe Biden's, Ger- he says they share the name with Joe Biden's German shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Who was just welcomed into the White House in December. The Washington Commanders, he says, proves that the NFL franchise can not only go from a racist slur to being named after Joe Biden's dog. <laughs> this is crazy, right? Everybody's so anyway. taking their pot shots. And I, I don't, oh, you know, it, I, I just, you know, it uh, again, I, I don't, you know, I think after a while we will get used to it. It just has, it, it wasn't necessarily a good release. It wasn't supposed to be until the 5th, um, but they did a bad job of keeping it under wraps. So they just went ahead and went with it. So it's just kind of been a mess from what, what was always kind of a mess for them. But I just thought, you know. I like they naturally had kind of the hogs thing that wasn't going to offend anybody. You know, I thought they could have went more um, into the history that they've had there um, and and, it made it something that's more of a natural transition, more of a natural fit. Um, and, uh, but I did like in the release video, they did, they kind of were doing the, the typical football thing and kind of naming off all the history and stuff in the past. And they said, legends and leaders, which was of course the old big 10 division. I said, all right, I'm in, I, I kind of like Washington now a little bit, just because I love those divisions. Yeah. Yeah. So another, another thing out there, a little bit, let's switch over a little bit of controversy that's going on, uh, right now down there in, um, with Brian, Brian Flores and, and the dolphins and, you know, I guess he was proposed a, a means and a method by way of tanking the season. And so one of them was that uh, one of the thoughts is that's out in the atmosphere is that owner Stephen Ross had offered to pay him a bonus if he had intentionally lost games in 2019. And then um, and then uh, Flores since has revealed that it was not just a, you know, recommendation. It was actually a directive. Basically, he was telling him, in essence, that, you know, hey, take a vacation, you know, make, you know, just go go about your merry good way. Right. And the, the crazy thing about it is, is that uh, he says, quote, we had a conversation and uh, not doing as much as we about not doing as much as we needed to do to win football games for as recalled. He said, Ross said, take a flight, go on a vacation and I'll give you one hundred thousand per loss. And those were his exact words, and that was, in essence, to, to Ross, a disrespect of the game, and therefore trust was lost. And then when you really look at it, though, Bach, 
and before I let you, you know, kind of chime in on it, right? Um, they started out the season, right? Like with one win, a big win, yeah. first game against uh, New England, and then all of a sudden they lose seven straight. And they ended up one and seven. So, I mean, it does kind of give a little bit of credence to like, keep it up, old boy. Yeah, keep keep going. Let's 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 tank it. You know, let's get what we need out of it. And then all of a sudden, bam, they beat Houston. Bam, they beat Baltimore. Bam, they beat the Jets. Bam, they beat Carolina. <laughs> and then they go on like a an eight game win streak, and they end up eight and seven on the verge of tapping in the playoffs, only to lose to Tennessee thirty four to three, and then win against New England at the end. They end up nine and eight just falling short of the playoffs. So there's kind of some credence in there. So, what, what, you know, what do you see in that? Well, it's interesting, and it obviously kind of brings up just the, you know, the bigger topic of tanking um, for what it's worth, too. Hugh Jackson, the former uh, Cleveland um, coach, uh, said that the same thing was kind of was at least re- responding on Twitter, saying um, that he stands with Brian Flores. And there was the same thing going on with Jimmy Haslam when he was in um, when, when he was with Cleveland and he went three and thirty six and one there. So if, if he got one hundred thousand dollars per loss, he was really uh, raking up the money. And then, you know, of course, from there, I mean, there's just so many different ways to go with it because they're both um you know black men fighting for a spot that hasn't been given too much for uh you know african-americans as head coaches in the nfl and now you know is there you know you don't want to think that there's anything beyond you know <laughs> that, that that it just is it just happening that both teams that are doing this that are tanking which is more um kind of thought of as an nba type of strategy than an nfl one um that both the coaches that have said that they've been asked to do it by the owners are black is, is there some bigger conspiracy out there i don't know no necessarily if i would if i'd go that far but it is it, it it's it's fascinating and you wonder um if that goes on like the coach has to take the brunt of it, right? Because Brian Flores, if he loses all these games, ultimately for his second job, I mean, he yeah. went nine and eight, and a lot of people thought he should have, and he he got interviews. Uh, would probably have should have been the Miami Dolphins coach moving forward, um, or at least maybe should have got another job with all these openings out there. Um, if you're if you are one of those coaches, yeah, hundred grand sounds great, but how much is that costing you in the long run right. if you don't get another opportunity after um, tanking? And so right. I I don't know. I don't NFL is weird because you see a lot of worst. You see the worst of first. Uh, uh, in in a division every year. I mean, there's been a streak of that going on for the longest time. Um, so it, it's just it's weird to put yourself in a position of of, of tanking. Um, certainly, we've kind of seen elements of that as the season progresses. If you're three and seven and you got a rookie quarterback on the bench, maybe you you bench oh I don't know Andy Dalton or whoever you've got in there. That's clearly not the future. And so maybe you're not putting your best foot forward, but um, you just don't see or hear about tanking too much in the NFL. So it, it, it's interesting. And, and all of a sudden I think we're going to start to have, you know, kind of one eye open looking for those teams mm. as the, as the season progresses the next year. Yeah. As you said, I only thought that happened in basketball I and mean, then they, they had to put and implement rules because people were tanking or people were tanking their team by just trading away all of their assets and making themselves become bums so that they can, you know, do whatever they're trying to do. And they, they, I think Cleveland was one of the teams that, that kind of implemented that rule by doing that uh, in the past. And so, um, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Brian Flores and and this whole uh, lawsuit thing. I mean, as you said, um, he went from putting himself in a position to possibly land a good job. I mean, he made a, one of the better runs that anybody could have made to finalize and finish the season. I think maybe only the Raiders maybe were one and even the, the, the 49ers possibly. But I think it had to have been one of the be- better runs that just was out there uh, 
to try to get back in the mix. And and so unfortunately, it, it, it may not bode well for him and, and maybe even his long run um, possibilities as a head coach is in jeopardy either way. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. He's he's trying to, you know, basically take the L and, and, and take the Willie lump lump for for the betterment as he feels for the betterment of uh, African-American coaches out there. So we'll see. Let's transition over now. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on down in Tampa. The crazy thing about it is we just recently got word that Tampa Bay great, the GOAT Tom Brady will be leaving. And now all of a sudden the, the, the Buccaneers have to make a decision. They have to figure out who's going to replace Tom Brady as a, the starting quarterback. I think my approach with it, Bach and, um, I think there's there's three tiers to this, right? You've got to look internally, tier one, and then you've got to look tier two. You've got to look at who's out there as possible experienced veteran quarterbacks that could be available that they may be looking to kind of bring in just to fill, uh, fill in the gap until they feel they can get some of their internal guys up to par, maybe Trask. Um, and then you've got to look lastly at options through the draft who else is tier three out there in the draft that they may be able to get as as they have the number 27 pick this april uh coming up and so whether or not they're going to look into the draft and and see who may be out there maybe uh your 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 boy uh kenny pickett may be the one uh, that whipple's guy may be the one they may be looking at but we'll see so let's talk tier one do you think um internally tier one with kyle trask or blaine gabbert do you think any one of them are going to be a good fit for the possible replacement for Tom Brady? I think it depends on on where uh, the, the Bucks are as a franchise. Are they happy with the kind of the short term? You know, put all your chips in the middle and and see what what happened. And of course, they want a championship. And so, are they are they at the rebuilding phase? Do they want to shed a lot of those kind of short term contracts that they signed uh, and start a longer term build? And maybe if they saw enough out of Kyle Trask, that is possible. Blaine Gabbert's probably past the you know he's he's a career backup quarterback. I don't think there's uh, too much thought of of him moving forward. But um, that's certainly a possibility um so it's just it's fascinating to see what you know how are they going to approach this because they do still have you know one of the better defenses in the nfl lined up um they they had all those guys come back for that super bowl run um now that brady's gone antonio brown's obviously gone gronk might leave you know then you got contract situations with a few of those other guys um is it is it time to reset your your time schedule of competing or I mean, they're right there. I mean, you know, you know, they're just a quarterback away where, yeah, you lose Tom Brady. That's a huge deal. But if you could replace him with a Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers, you're right back in the thick of things. And if I'm if I'm the Buccaneers who have had um, for the most of their franchise, um, they've had like windows of opportunity, of course, with Warren Sapp and and Derek Brooks, where they capitalized and got a a Super Bowl then. Um, But there's been a lot of years where they're not very competitive. Um, I I think while you have the opportunity there, um, the biggest thing is to compete to get one of these top free agent quarterbacks or, or move somebody um, that's not happy, like I just said, Russell Wilson or, or, or Rodgers perhaps, um, to to get the next um, veteran quarterback to be able to lead that group. Yeah, so, then, I mean, so a veteran out there, you know, you have Derek Carr who signed to one more season with the Raiders. Uh, you just don't know how and what that mesh is going to be. Do they feel that Derek Carr is, is a good fit for Josh McDaniels and if they're going to move on, what those plans are going to be? The Vikings are also going to be losing Kirk Cousins out there, or they may look at a, you know, do they return to the Fitz magic? You know, when, when Fitz was down there, who is also available, but he's suffered some injuries, and so therefore he may still be available. Do you actually go after a Garoppolo? 
um, because they, they're losing their pick. Do you think he's the guy that could possibly lead you into the next one? I'm going to pass on guard Minshew. Definitely Aaron Rodgers. But then Aaron Rodgers has those connections that he says, if you don't, if basically, if you can't, with Aaron Rodgers, if you can't land um, 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 Devontae Adams, God. If you can't land Devontae Adams, I hate when my mind does that. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't land Devontae Adams, then you really don't got a shot at him. But they do need that other guy. So is that an option for the, the Bucs? Do they have money readily available? Do you take a chance under the Sean uh, Watson, who's had obviously some some legal issues and some problems that need to be taken care of before that probably wouldn't even want to take that chance? That's a cowboy move. That's not necessarily a Tampa Bay Bucks move. <laughs> and then, as you said, Russell Wilson's out there as well. Or do you go back to famous Jameis? I don't know if that's the move because he threw 30 interceptions over there when he was with them. I don't know if that's the move, but there's other ones out there which are Andy Dalton, doubt it. Jacoby Brissett. Do you maybe even look at a Teddy Bridgewater, Nick Foles, or Tyrod Taylor? Definitely, I don't think that's the move for him. But what is your thoughts on any other of those second-tier guys? Yeah, I mean, I, I think maybe if you could get like a Drew Locker, Teddy Bridgewater split split that kind of battle there in Denver, um, that could be a possibility. We know, I, I mean, Jimmy G would be fascinating, obviously, because he's kind of uh, always going to be linked to Brady. But you know, you can, you like, he's proven you can win with him in the playoffs. You, you just can't lean on him to win, but you can win with him in the playoffs. Um, so that would be interesting. It, it, it really. I, I, I think it's interesting that Tom Brady didn't let this sit around for a while, and I think that that's out of respect for the Bucks because they – They've got a decision to make that, you know, a lot of this stuff isn't readily um, known who will be available or how available they are. You know, you kind of go through the draft, trading draft picks or, um, you know, kind of just see what their initial free agency period brings you. You got to kind of take care of your own house first before you start to look around and in, in what you're going to add. So, um, you know, I, I think that uh, some of those ideas would be good. Those kind of second, third tier quarterbacks, though. Um, if you, if you have to lean on them, unless you again, unless it's a Jimmy G or somebody that has uh, experience in the playoffs or has shown the ability to get there, I think you're looking at at, at somewhat of a reset. Uh, and I don't know how much better that would be than than going ahead like getting a mid tier quarterback. How much better is that than drafting somebody or see what you can get out of Kyle Trask? Yeah, exactly. Because as we just talked about the draft, there there are the twenty seventh pick. And it is a dry quarterback. It's you know, it's not it's not a heavy quarterback draft for them, right? Because really out there you have really the top names is gonna be Matt Carroll, it's gonna be Sam Howell over there at North Carolina, it's gonna be Kenny Pickett out of Pitt, and probably he's not gonna be available down at the twenty-seventh pick. Then you've got Desmond Riddler uh, at Cincinnati, Carson Strong at Nevada and Malik Willis at Liberty. So there's really not a heavy um, look that you can really look towards in this particular draft. So I think those one and two options are going to be one of the ones that they look at. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of just depends on what falls to them. I, I don't hate that the quarterback draft room as far as the depth of, you know, solid second to third round picks that you can get. So you might be reaching 
um, if you pick one of those guys, uh, a Carson Strong or something like that, at the end of the first round, just kind of depends. I mean, if Desmond Ritter's there, are, are you interested at least? Um, and, you know, because if you draft a quarterback in the back end of the first round, it's still that first round draft pick. It's still seen as an investment, but it's it's less so. Okay, this has to be the franchise guy. It's kind of like okay, well, he mm-hmm. fell there, and, and maybe you can have him come in there and compete. So, Good point. Yeah, so I, I think that that could be a move that would be wise if you want to get a, a younger guy in the room. But again, a lot of it just depends. You know, none of this compares to being able to get a Russell Wilson or, or an Aaron Rodgers and compete now and be one of the best teams in the league. Um, so, you yeah, know, that's that's where you that's where you strike for the for the fences, swing for the fences first and then kind of have some contingency plans in place. I think ultimately um, I I don't know if, you know, the, 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 the unit that they use, a lot of kind of just kind of throwing guys together, veterans, um, if it's going to stick together. So I think we might be seeing right. – I'd lean more toward uh, we might be seeing them kind of reset their time period rather than um, re-up and be a competitor. But, yeah, that could completely change. Yeah, I, I, yeah you've, got, you've got some voids you got to fill. you definitely got to – you've got to figure out what's going on in the tackle positions. Your line is definitely dismal right now, even though there's still injury. They are pretty good. I mean, just depending on what's going on there, um, your defense is obviously solid. But then, you know, you need to you need to find another receiver. So, you know, are you going to waste that first pick on, you know, is there a receiver out there that you can use that first round pick on and then maybe wait a little bit and get another guy in the second round? Or are you just going to look to Trask? And I think you have the opportunity to get a shorter value guy, a shorter tenured guy without, you know, breaking the bank you know, on a Brady level, unless you, unless you can land Devonte Adams and Aaron Rodgers, I don't look at that method. Um, you know, to be honest, that's just my thought on it, but Hey, that's okay. Text us on the Sauter Hammond text line. If you think that again, we're local, local, local by our thoughts at 402-464-5685. Uh, we're going to take a break right now. And we're going to come back with hitting the hardwood and talk about some NBA stat leaders that's out there and see who's getting the job done right here on the block. <laughs> 